The current state of the world has changed all of our plans. No graduation, no trip, changing job, expectations unmet, disappointments abound. You wonder why a door that was supposed to be open has now been slammed shut. It's time to give a second mile in respecting closed doors. Hey, this is Travis Agnew, and I am so thankful that you would join me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone wants you to go one mile, go with him the second. It was this common phrase that back in the day, in the time that the Roman soldiers could force you to carry their equipment for a mile. It was law. They had to do that. But Jesus was starting a countercultural group that said, don't just do what the law requires, do what grace enables. So if someone forces you to do one thing, why don't you see if you can go the second mile and do even above and beyond what's asked of you. And that's why on this uh, podcast episode, I want to talk to you about respecting closed doors because this is definitely second mile material. Um, I want to tell you right now, I had a great plan of different podcast episodes, uh, at least I I thought it was great, uh, for this year. And the COVID-19 has obviously changed those plans as they have changed yours. I look forward to a day when I'm not even having to reference the COVID-19 in a, a podcast episode, a blog, um, post or a sermon. I am longing for that day, but it is not today because uh, we're still dealing with it, right? And and what I know is that uh, for maybe you who are listening, whether you're a high school student, college student, uh, adult, someone that's having a change with life or a job or different things, a lot of us right now, our plans have been put on hold. And that can be absolutely frustrating because you want to say, God, uh, I've worked for this. I'm supposed to walk across the graduation stage, right? Or maybe this was the time that you were supposed to go uh, and change a job situation or something financially was supposed to take place. Maybe you were getting ready to start this new ministry or, or get and go on a mission trip. And now all of a sudden, all the plans that you had have changed and that can lead to a lot of frustration. Um, and, and you don't want to go there. You don't want to act like you're frustrated. But honestly, if you read the book of Psalms, you realize that God's okay with our concerns or our complaints and even our sincere prayers to say, God, why is this um, happening in this way? And so what I want to do is, is right now you might be experiencing where you feel like that something, COVID-19, uh, that has shut a door that you thought you'd be walking through right now. And so what do you do in those moments, right? Uh, besides being frustrated, besides uh, getting angry or just sort of getting down in the dumps, like there it has to be a positive way that we look at during this season, during this time, what are we supposed to do when the doors that were supposed to be open have closed? And I want to give you an insight that might really help you think through, navigate days like these when the doors are closed. So in, in church circles, it's kind of Christianese, right, that we talk about these closed doors and uh, and and are really, we I guess we pray and think more about the open doors that we want God to open up for us for an opportunity of some sort. But because we live in the times that we do and sometimes disappointments happen and things change our plans, that we talk about closed doors as well. And so the difference here between first milers and second milers when you think about it is that first milers are going to look and embrace and say, okay, I'll follow Jesus when all the circumstances are right, okay? Uh, so when everything is going my way, everything is being navigated the, the proper way, and I feel like, hey, things are in a great spot, that's when first milers, people who want to do the bare minimum following Jesus, can follow Jesus. Well, uh, even even Jesus said about the people who love their, um, 
their people who love them. Well, look, even you know unbelievers can do that, right? Uh, but it's something different when you go the second mile and you can actually love someone who's against you, that hates you, that's an enemy to you. And so first milers are going to follow Jesus when the doors that they want open are open. But second milers say, even if this door closes, I'm going to trust that maybe there's something down there in that room through that door that God can see that I cannot, and there's even a purpose in the closed doors. And this is second mile stuff here. If you can start respecting those closed doors, it will change everything for you, right? And so even in our home, like we, we have kind of rules that, hey, if a door is closed, that probably means that someone is, is getting ready or something, and you respect it. You understand that there must be a reason behind that door being closed. Uh, there, there should be a legitimate reason and not just say, well, I want to get away from people, right? And, and so maybe you're in a place right now where you're seeing something you feel like this door has been closed. And if you're not careful, you can think, okay, was God not able to stop that door from closing or did God himself stop this? And, and right now we're living in a time where an international pandemic is stopping graduation ceremonies, uh, is causing funerals to uh, for families to figure out what 10 people are going to go to their service. People are having surgeries in hospitals and you can't even go. Um, the Olympics, we were supposed to be sending tons of missionaries over there. And and all of this is changing. And so, it, and honestly, it can frighten you a little bit because you think, is God in control? Uh, can God stop this? Can God alter this? And what I want to give you a perspective in is that maybe even in this, that when God is closing a door, that there is something else that he's opening. And so a lot of times when someone comes to me and says, hey, Trev, uh, I'm thinking about doing this, and I feel like I want to do this, and, and will you pray for me that this door will be opened? And normally the way that I will pray is, God, will you open this door? But if there is something that in your omniscience and your wisdom that you can see that we cannot see right now with, with our finite eyes, right? If there's something that you can see, you can see behind this door, you can see later on down this trip. Will you close this door, slam it shut to which we cannot open it if it would save us from a bad experience or save us from some type of situation that allows um, or kind of frustrates our plans to be ministry-minded and kingdom-focused? And so a lot of times when someone comes to me and will say, Trev, I thought that job, I was a shoe-in for it, and all of a sudden they picked the other person. Like, what, what happened? And I said, this is how we're going to pray. We're going to say, God, maybe... We're gonna. Maybe there's something here that we can't see. We trust that you see things clearer than than what we can see it, and you have more understanding and knowledge and wisdom than what we can. And so maybe that closed door is actually a blessing in disguise. Maybe the closed door is causing you to look around the room and to see which door is open. And maybe the closed door is God's way of not stopping you from doing his will. What if the closed door is actually enabling you to do his will? What if maybe you were going down a path where God was not in necessarily, and now this is the opportunity that you have to start looking around the room to say, well, I thought the way that I was supposed to go is this way, and now it's changed. What does that mean? Maybe you're now calm and at rest and at the place to actually listen and hear from God to see which doors are open, which he's pointing you to. Now, maybe you think I'm making this up, but let me show you a biblical example of where this happened in the life of two of our um, you know, heroes in the faith, right? And this is a descriptive portion of what happens to them in the Bible, but I think we can learn something from it from this example. It doesn't guarantee this is going to happen to you and me at every time, but this at least shows God's power and sovereignty 
even when our plans are changed or adapted. So, so let me explain to you. So in Acts chapter 16 uh, is a pretty pivotal uh, chapter in the book of Acts as far as the whole uh, movement of the gospel and the kingdom of God and the church movement is happening. It's pretty pivotal. And what happens there uh, that... Timothy um, uh, has been kind of converted and, and brought into the fold. So Paul and Silas and Timothy are kind of putting a unit together, and they're getting ready to go on a second missionary journey. And, man, everywhere they're going, they're seeing incredible kingdom stuff happening. So Paul keeps charting his course. All right, this happened here in this city, so now we're going to this city. And then we're going to go to this city. He's got his plans laid. Uh, that's why I, I really like Paul. He's, he's got a plan. He knows where he wants to be, and he's on the way there. And what happens is in Acts chapter 16, um, it says, verse number 5, that it sort of summarizes their work. It says, so the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. Well, there's a good sign that you're doing what God wants you to do, right? There's there's progress, and people are hearing and responding to the gospel. Well, just keep doing it, right? So that's what they, they expect to do, verse 6. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Well, time out. Why? in the world would God, uh, the Holy Spirit, want to stop the word in Asia? That makes no sense. Verse 7, and when they came up to um, Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. You mean God is actually now stopping them? The Spirit of Jesus is stopping them from going to a place where they want to share the gospel. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, in this example, we see Paul and Silas having a plan that all of a sudden the door got closed. In fact, it says over and over that the door was closed to them, that God was not allowing them to do what they expected to do as, as he would and, and articulate it later to say, okay, God had closed the door for this thing. And so, but yet then we got this vision that we're supposed to go to Macedonia. If you go on through the chapter, they, they start moving along the way. Uh, Lydia's converted. Uh, Paul and Silas converts a jailer in prison. Uh, all kinds of stuff's happening. But here, here's the deal. Macedonia is kind of the first kind of trek into the continent of Europe with the gospel. And, and if you think about it big picture, the very reason that most likely most people who listen to this podcast are in the United States, there are some of you on the outskirts, uh, but most of you are listening to the United States, which is, guess what? Paul going to Macedonia in Europe, eventually the gospel went to Europe, and then eventually the gospel went from Europe into the United States of America, and you and I are following Jesus and reading Bibles in our translation in the English language and listening to a podcast on your device, going to the church that you go to, a part of the kind of ministries. Why? Because God closed the door in one place because it was opening the door somewhere else. Now, there is an example I hope that can wake you up that right now, I know that we are all somewhat in a different span of life. We're somewhat quarantined times, but that does not mean that God is somehow hindered from working in your life. Is there a door closed right now? That's all right, because that means to me is that he's opening somewhere else. So I'd ask you right now, would you respect the closed doors that he's put up? And would you open your eyes and pray and say, God, so what are you doing? You're not in a waiting room right now. You're not doing what you thought you'd be doing. But maybe you were getting closer to what God wants you to do. Open up your eyes. Trust him in the process. Find his will right now. I hope to see you on the second mile.